Hey, 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 everybody. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> that was a dope-ass intro followed by excitement, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> How y'all doing, man? I'm good, man, watching this hoes job. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm good as well. Yes, sir. So, Sharm, what it is, man? Let them know uh, what's what the situation is. Um, as far as what's going Us? on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, uh, so <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Three the Odd Way podcast. Um, we got your three hosts here. It's me, Shiggity Sherm the Barber. Uh, we got Stan Substantial and uh, Jay Cash in the building. Yes, sir. Yeah, not yes. as easy as it looks, huh, man? No, no, <laughs> it's not. But uh, yeah, so how was uh, how was everybody's weekend? It's been, it's been a little wet and soggy, but uh, how, how's it been though? Man, how you start off like, with a deer in headlights on an intro to a man? Like, God damn! Yeah, just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what do I do? I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. That's what, happens when, that's what happens with a later start, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, folks tired. You know what I'm saying? It's been a long day, but we good. Weekend's been cool, man. Just been chilling, you know, excited. Been uh, looking forward to today. You know what I'm saying? Uh we we definitely got a surprise for folks, and I'm excited for uh, folks to um, to hear from this brother, man. So uh, yeah, you know, sure. If you want me to just go ahead, or or we what anything else? Any uh, little things we got to check off? We just gonna jump into it. Um, I mean, ain't been. Oh, nothing, I mean, I could. What, what's, what's there, that? there is something. Yes, today. Well, technically, oh, yeah, by yeah. the time, yes, by the time everyone hears this, it will be tomorrow. So, uh, you know, I definitely wanted to start out real quick by um, definitely giving a quick sh- uh, major shout out. And uh, let me get our screen situated. So um, so it's right. But yeah, today is um, well, um, and for those of you who are watching tomorrow, obviously, uh, which will be today for y'all. It is February 7th, and that means that it is Jay Dilla and Nujabes' birthday. So um, definitely, before we jump into things, man, just a, a happy birthday shout-out uh, to two legends. Uh, you know, one, uh, well, both were heroes uh, for me um, in the music biz, um, and I was blessed enough to call one of them a friend. Uh, rest in peace to Nujabes, uh, Jen Sabah, and, uh, and rest in peace to... Um, Jay Dilla, man. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to start the show out with that um, before we kind of jump into things. And obviously, when we bring our guest on, we'll definitely talk to him about uh, these legends just to see how maybe they influenced and maybe, you know, 
So what some of his favorite uh uh moments were in both artists uh careers um albums and all that stuff so but on that note you know i mean i definitely wanted to do that before we bring this amazing brother on and uh ladies and gentlemen the brother that we got coming up let me get let me get this image up you know what i mean so get size it real quick bong bong that guy right there Look at that. Look at that sweater, though. That sweater. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, you know, getting that sweater, though. Yeah, man. Hey, so this brother, man, listen, uh, born in Philly, Raheem Jarbo is a Penn State University graduate, former special education teacher, and moonlights as Mega Ran. I feel like he does a lot more uh, than moonlighting as Mega Ran. But um, this teacher, rapper, hero is now author as well clap it up for that you know what i mean raheem is a six-time billboard charting hip-hop artist a trailblazer in the music subgenre of nerdcore hip-hop and the first artist to ever be licensed to a major video game developer the two-time phoenix news um times rapper of the year lives in arizona with his wife of five years and she's good people as well um and you can find him online at megaran.com ladies and gentlemen uh, please show your love for the homie Mega Rand. Yo, Rand. Oh, oh, man. What it is? That was a, a beautiful, beautiful introduction. I hey, man. It. Hey, it's all love, brother. You see, look, even had the shirt repping. You know Yo, what I'm saying? Repping the team, you know. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I appreciate man. that. Yo, it's, it's, it's good to see y'all, man, and good to be here. So thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Our pleasure, man. Our pleasure. You know, but yeah, man. So like you got a lot going on right now. And um, it's it's always there's so many different places to start. And I and a lot of the people who know who you are, they know about your career um, as a pioneering uh, MC in the nerdcore um, subgenre. But like this, this new thing you're doing right now is major, man. Let me let me hold that up. Not, hey, screen. I got, I got one here for you too. Oh, so yes. yeah, man. The book Dream Master is out now. You can go get it, DreamMasterBook.com. Uh, I wrote a memoir. This is something I've been working on for probably the last six or seven years. It's transformed a whole lot. You know, from mm. the beginning, it was just short stories. It was just tips for like indie artists. Through a lot of my stories, I think storytelling is one thing that i've been really blessed at you know mm -hmm. even when i was teaching i love telling stories and anecdotes and you know making real life applications to to things so mm -hmm. uh you know so i just was writing and jotting and uh things just picked up from there and uh, next thing you know i had 250 some odd pages and um i uh hired a couple of editors to take a look and mm -hmm. like just as of Maybe this past fall, they were like, man, I think you're done. Like, you're ready to go. So um, that's one positive of the pandemic. I think being home and having that time to work on this uh, for mm -hmm. sure. But, um, yeah, this is this is very scary because there's a lot of personal business in here. Like, my, I feel like my music's an open book. But, no, this is literally an open book. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's a whole different world, you know, like. I thought the conversations were like a little awkward now with fans, you know, who'd be like, oh, how's how's Rachel or, you know, how's the dog, you know, and I'd be like, what? 
you know, like, oh yeah, you know those things, you know, from a from a post, you know. What I'm right. Saying? But now it's gonna be like, so that thing that happened in fifth grade, that was crazy, right? You know, and I'm gonna be like, yo, like, relax, you know. So it's you know, I've always been uh comfortable with sharing, you know, because because of the stories I've had with people where they're like, yo, they can relate to it, they've seen similar things. But uh, but this is a whole new level, so it's very scary. So it's kind of a good thing that we're not able to go out and be face to face with people right now. <laughs> <laughs> Word, man. Word, but yeah, again, man, congratulations. Um, like I'm I've been reading it uh now for for a little while. Thank you for my copy, good sir. I appreciate uh, that and also what you said um, in the note that you uh, sent with it, but dude, it's a it's an excellent, it's really 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 uh, well written. Like it's very engaging, man. Like I love the background that you gave in terms of like uh, you know where you were at certain points and what kind of motivated you to pursue music. Also, um, you know uh some of your tales or whatever from your experiences um you know in elementary school different things you witnessed and some trauma that you experienced as well um yeah it's just powerful man it's powerful there's a um there's a part in it that i wanted to bring up man because we got a few brothers here and i definitely wanted to uh i don't like i know i've been the main one reading it man and uh there's a quote that you have about your mom man um where you basically talk about like how uh you know like how your mom's rules and different things like you know how they affected you and how how they kept you in check and stuff but um you know you say looking back i see that my mom raised me uh so when i sacrifice a little for her peace of mind I wouldn't regret a thing and I still don't dude. like that line right there, man. Like I had a moment, bro. Like it was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, um, it's, it's definitely something that resonated uh, with me because um, similar to you, like I was raised by a single mother. My dad uh, was in the picture for a minute um, and they, they parted, went their separate ways. Um, it was a, a, a physically abusive relationship at times. And sometimes, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, and frequently verbally <laughs> abusive, but, um, definitely that line, man, like, you know, when you're, when it's just you and mom and like you trying, you passing up on doing certain things with the homies or like different people and stuff, just so you can kind of make mom sleep easy, man. And it's something I think a lot of black women like who are raising sons definitely like could appreciate that line because mm. they lose a lot of sleep, bro. Like, you know, just, yeah, man, we, yeah, we be out into all types of things, you know. So, um, but yeah, I just think about all the sacrifices that she made for me, you know. Like, uh, I talk about it in the book. Like, she's worked probably two, three jobs for the majority of my life, like to the point where I never even saw her during the week. I'd only see her on the weekends, you know. And like, or she'd pop in real early to wake me up for school and then be right back out. And, um, and so, you know, I think about all those sacrifices and how that, those led to me having, you know, the sneakers I wanted, the clothes I wanted, the Transformers, the the video games I wanted, you know, the, the college education. So mm -hmm. the least I could do is make make some of those tough decisions coming up where, you know, I'm going to do what I can to make sure she knows exactly where I am and she can feel feel good about what I'm doing, you know, in the streets. And I, mm -hmm. I heard it all, you know, mama's boy and this and that. You oh, know, yeah. from the homies, but like 
I realized that, you know, uh, just from so much that she gave to me, like the least I could do is give give the slightest bit back if that was just some sort of comfort, you know, for her. Yeah, man. No, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. Thank yeah. You, man. Yeah, man. But um, yeah, Sherm, you wanted to jump in? Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't I don't have your book yet. But so my introduction should have told me I'd have sent it all to y'all. I, my bad. Oh, I'll, I'll send you a digital copy. I got you. Hey, way, way to make me feel like a bad friend. Uh, Rand. <laughs> well, since, since Stan wasn't sharing with the homies, you know, I gotta, you know, I've seen, I've seen your book cover via uh, via StreamYard meeting several times, but never invited to a copy of via Stan. But this is an excellent know. book. Y'all, y'all really should check it out. <laughs> y'all should check it, man. It's good, man. Y'all miss it out. But I did, I did get an an uh, in, in introduction uh, to you through your music, which is what, which is the way I get most of my communi- communications. Anyway, I'm a music fiend, so. Um, I basically started off going to going into listening to uh, your your work as homework, and because mm. you know this is not typically the genre that I am into. You know the whole the whole nerdcore. I respect it, but I have never really delved into it. You know, Stan always suggests songs and things like that. And he plays the songs that he that he makes for for games. I'm like, you know, this is dope, but it's just not. You know, not my, not in my lane. But as I started getting into your, especially, so the first thing I heard was black material, um, and like it is one of the most entertaining. Like I had so much fun listening to this joint, man. Like, thank you. The the story, like the Mako reactor, Mm. I fucking love that shit. Oh, like. The way it's like, so you know, like I said, I've heard other nerdcore nerdcore artists, but your you you have definitely transcended the bounds of nerdcore, and uh, you know, I guess, for lack of a better term, regular hip hop. So it, it's not you you know, not only did I get all of the, the you know the nerdcore culture in your music, but I also got bars like it's bars 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 like yo it was like i said man so much fun and i listened to at least i think uh, i probably had to go through at least about three three or four of your projects man really really enjoyed it man really enjoyed your your your, your, uh, your art man that's what's up i got i got a little worried or scared when you say you got into black material first because i'm like for me my, that was my main goal with it. Like it's it's about a video game that like mm-hmm. a bunch of people played and hopefully a bunch of people love. But I wanted to also make hip hop music for people who never played this game and just wanted to enjoy the music and the story. So yeah. that's oh super important. Yeah, that's yeah. important to me. Like I don't <laughs> want to make uh what they what I call Wikipedia raps, where <laughs> it's like hey. Tell me about Goku. And it's like, all right, <laughs> Goku came from this planet and blah, blah, blah. He's the strongest. You know, it's like, oh, come right, on. right. You know, so like, I wanted to associate it with a lot of real life stuff. And I felt like in Final Fantasy, especially FF7, 
there's so many parallels. Like I tell people, like, yo, you could look at Shinra, the enemy in that, as Trump, and then just figure the rest out. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's literally like imagine the four years of the Trump presidency, but as a role-playing video game, <laughs> like trying to survive <laughs> that era. You know what I'm saying? So like that'll help you understand it. Like it's 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 a crazy story that gets a little bit twisted, but I wanted to make sure that the lyricism and the storytelling would be to the point where people have come to me all the time, like, yo, I've never even played this game, but this album's banging. So now I kind of want to play it, you know? And that's, that's where, that's where I'm hoping to get people at, you know, like I, I appreciate the nerdcore, you know, label, you know, as, as it like, yeah, people need something to, to understand what people are creating, you know, and, and associate it with something. So I do understand it, but like, I do want to say that what I create, or at least I try my best to make something that goes beyond that, you know? And, and then it's like, what's beyond that? Is that normal rap? Is that regular rap? You know what I mean? Like it's, it gets crazy. Cause like the line gets blurred more and more every year it's super dope. as hip hop just grows and grows, man. Like, I don't know if y'all listen to JPEG mafia, but like, uh, Kat, he's, he's from Maryland and like, the music is all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like so many different, uh, you know, reference points. There might be a, a little sound bite from a wrestling match, a sound bite from anime, a sound bite from a rock song, and then bam, just smashing them all together. So people are becoming a lot more bold with their, you know, their reference points and their uh, inspirations and letting that be shown in their work. So, uh, so yeah, man, hip hop is forever changing. So I'm just, I'm just glad to do my little part, you know? So, you, you about to say something, Stan? Nah, nah, I was just uh, agreeing with what he, what he was saying. Just like, yeah, for sure. So, so I got a question, man. Right. Being from Philly, how did you, and being from Philly and, and choosing the hip hop's, I guess, subgenre that you chose, how did you, how were you able to stay inspired and what? How were you able to to remain strong enough? Because I know you had to get shit growing up in streets of Philly, rapping about video games, bro. So like, how man, did you, how did you stay the course, man? That's a good question. Uh, honestly, I had to leave. <laughs> you know, that's a really um, good. I'm in Arizona now, and like, honestly, I don't think I had to leave for this to happen. But I really didn't see. Philadelphia, like opening up to this type of music or this type of just in general, like nerd culture, like really taking over like it did. I was like, oh, Philly, it'll never happen. <laughs> now, ironically, <laughs> when I travel back, I'm like, yo, people are like, you know, there's actually some really legit, like there's comic artists that are coming up out of Philly. There's, you know, cartoon writers and this and that and other nerdcore rappers even coming out of Philly. So I, I'm like, wow, but I had to leave for that to, to kind of <laughs> happen. Um, so yeah, I didn't really figure this whole thing out until I had left. But what I was, I was still trying to work it into my style when I was doing there, you know, freestyle and open mics, whatever. But then you just randomly throw in, you know, a bar about a game or something, and people are like, oh, you know. And so that was just my thing. I would sprinkle it in here and there. But I had a lot of the homies tell me like, man, that ain't really hip hop, dog. Like, come on, man. <laughs> that ain't hip hop, dog. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, come on, man. Like, Wu Tang, like, come on, you gonna yeah. tell me Wu Tang ain't ain't right, right. so inspired by Kung Fu flicks? Like, get out of here. So I definitely mm -hmm. felt 
the push from like people in Philly being like, especially at that time, this is early 2000s. Philadelphia was BD Siegel, Freeway, <laughs> Young oh, yeah. Guns, and, oh, yeah. and and everybody that Jay Z <laughs> rapped with. That was that was Philly's hip hop, right? Story. Right. So mm-hmm. if you weren't doing that, forget about it. So me, I was just <laughs> I was just making beats at that time because I knew like everybody was into like the sampling soul records and speeding them up, the Kanye Just Blaze stuff. So I was just making beats at that time, but I would kind of sneak in my off time and write and record my raps. But so, I never thought nobody would want to hear them. So you symbolically kept your chain tucked with your raps until you got out of Philly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> basically, yeah. Like symbolically, I was walking around like, yeah, I ain't, you know, I ain't got, you know, I ain't got none. You know, so it was. I guess that's a good way of putting it, man. I just, I, I never thought honestly, that anybody would want to hear my stuff. And it was the internet that, like, really popped me off, you know? And, like, and Stan can speak to this, too, as being one of the, like, pioneering internet MCs, I would say. You oh. know, the the internet was the was the launch pad for us to be able to talk about the things we wanted to talk about with mm-hmm. people who understood it and vibed with it and, like, through message boards and, you know, through MySpace yeah. and things like that. And that's when I discovered people in, you know, Boston and Seattle and Japan was rocking with me, you know? So that happened before Philly got down for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, man. I wanted to kind of circle back and connect what we're talking about now to the book. Um, There's an interesting part of the book where you talk about um, a really rough experience that you, uh, that you lived through um, that happened to a family member that you cared about. And how um, and how that connected to hip hop, and how that ultimately you kind of made you kind of look at the direction you wanted to go, and what you were willing to talk about, what you were willing to glorify, and what you weren't willing to glorify. Could you speak a little bit more about that? I didn't want to give too much away because I know it's in the book, but mm-hmm. um, but I definitely want to hear from you about that. No, it's it's a huge moment. I was uh, I think I was a freshman in college, and um, and my uncle was was killed in Virginia like at a, a rest stop it was like a random killing and um it turned out they maybe like followed them a few miles down the road he stopped he was with my aunt and uh and my cousin a female and they went to the ladies room he went to you know the men's room and they followed him in there and shot him and before that you know before we left before they left Philadelphia they were heading down south he asked me that I want to go and I was like, nah, you know, I was chilling. I was writing raps with my homie and like playing video games, playing NBA Live or something. And so afterward, I was definitely in this moment of like just regret, like, man, I wish I could have been there. And then like, well, what if I was there? Like, I wouldn't be here, you know, like thinking that, like running like as an 18 year old trying to think of all these scenarios of how I could have made some sort of difference in this situation. And um, And honestly, it was like, you know, uh, on top of that, like these kids were like connected to hip hop, you know, they were, they were like aspiring rappers and like they thought for some reason that hip hop was about violence, you know, it was about like being tough, catching bodies, you know? And so then that just showed me like, wow, like this ain't really like, what's up at all. And like, you know, like trying to glorify this or acting like it's cool. And so for me, it, I just took it very, very personally for myself and was like, all right, well, I know that if I'm going to do this, like 
I'm not going to be one of these guys making kids believe that this is the way to do it. You know, like this is, this ain't the wave. Like, you know, so I had to make a decision early on, like, regardless of what, you know, what trinkets might lie ahead of taking that path, <laughs> you know, that I can't do that. Like, I, I just can't because I know firsthand the power of that, you know, mentality. And I know a lot of it's, there's two sides to that. People are always, you know, I, I think back to the Charles Barkley. I'm not a role model thing. You know, and I'm sure a lot of rappers feel that way, too. Like, man, I'm not your kid's role model. Like, raise your kids, you know. But, I mean, I know when I was young, I listened to my heroes more than I listened to my parents, you know. And I emulated them more than I emulated my, my folks. So, so yeah, whether you like it or not, you do have some sort of social responsibility in what you choose to do with it is on you. But, um, so, yeah, man, it was it was kind of like my, my corner turning moment, like, where I was like, all right. I'm not going to, I can't perpetrate. I can't put these images out into the world when, when like, when it, when it affects real people, like that's the part I never really understood. Not to knock like gangster rap or anything, but like, yo, every gangster rapper has a, has like a sad song on their album about the homie who got killed. And it's like, yo, don't you, don't you realize that like this is connected up? But anyway, so you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I was like, I can't be a part of that. So that was kind of like my origin story, honestly. It was like, all right, well, this is this is the moment that's going to turn like turn turn the corner for me. And uh, and so, yeah, from there, I made a decision to just to be different, you know, and just to do whatever I felt comfortable doing and not not go outside of myself to, to please somebody or to sell records or anything like that. And so... You know, just try to stick with that. But yeah, it's a shame that it, it took such a very tragic moment. But um, but yeah, like that was just like it just slapped me in the face, and I was like, yo. And on top of that, like during the court case, they like using their rap lyrics as evidence Whoa. against them and stuff. And I was just like, yo, this is a lot. You know what I mean? And so it, it definitely hit me hard. And I'm like to myself, I was like, are you sure you want to do this? You know, and like you still want to rap. You know, like, so, right. you know, it was a real, real come to Jesus moment, you know, and um, I, I think I'm, I'm better for it, for, you know, for the right reasons. Raheem, you mentioned, um, the, you know, listening to your heroes as like your influences growing up. Can you uh, speak a little bit to who you were listening to or who your heroes were at that time as you were coming up? Oh, man, Charles Barkley, you know, <laughs> Barkley was the GOAT, you know, like this is in Philly coming up, man. Ah, you know, Philly Barkley. Barkley to Iverson to, yeah, you know, right. what I'm saying? like we always had those guys with like a chip on their shoulder who yes, like sir. handled business, but was like maybe undersized or looked a little different and like succeeded, you know, despite what people thought, you know, spite of. they should be doing. So that's that's the Rocky mentality in Philly, man. So like mm. we've always felt like we have a chip on our shoulder, like we're in this invisible competition with New York and all these. And they didn't even think about us. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's just always what it what it was, man. And like, yeah. So being coming up, it was it was sports definitely for me, and then music. You know, like uh, Wu Tang. I said, and like Snoop, and like I was a big fan of Gangstar. Um, you know, Tribe Called Quest, uh, De La Soul, all that. You know, and um, so yeah, it was. But it, a lot of it was sports for sure. Like so, I was seeing people like. Succeeding, you know, despite you know, and I thought that was like dope. Are you a, a Sixers fan now? 
I am. I am. They, they, they give me a lot of grief, but you know. <laughs> They're doing pretty good right now. They're doing man. all right right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Number one see. in the East. We're, we're doing good right now. I'm going to yeah. keep my fingers crossed because, <laughs> I don't, at the end of the day, I don't, I, I really hope Ben and Joel can play together. And uh, and be together for a while, but I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, man. I got too much pain in my heart as a Philly fan. Like I, I can't, I can't trust anything. I was about to say that that's a man right there that's had his heart broken over a couple times. You can hear it. You say hear the pain in his voice. You know. But, hey, hey, look, man, we we from the DMV, so like you know, uh, grow. I mean, I don't, I don't really watch football anymore, but growing up rooting for for the Washington football team. Be <laughs> oh yeah, you you know oh, yeah, seriously. I just loving I a just woman watched. that don't love you back. <laughs> yep, yep. Wow. I just well, last night me and my wife watched the uh the Michael Vick 30 for 30. I don't know if y'all seen it. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's two parts. It's you're gonna need a little time, but uh it's like two hours each part. But um but just seeing like and they, they talked to Iverson in there too, and like he was just like, yo, that's the football version of me, you know, like this is this is what I would, you know, I, I told people, like, this is what I would do if I was on a football field. Like, I'd be Michael Vick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty dope to to watch. And then they get into those moments where um, he comes, well, McNabb is, like, doing a lot of talking, too. Um, mm-hmm. And it, and they I didn't realize that their careers were so, like, tightly connected. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's a point where McNabb gets traded to Washington, <laughs> you know? And I, I was like, I remember that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was exactly. like, that was, yeah. that was something. <laughs> that was something. <laughs> but anyway, I want to bring back so many bad memories out here. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so you know, with the the pandemic and everything going on, bro. Like, and you're somebody who probably tours. Like you, Odyssey, and a few other brothers I know, um, you know, y'all probably tour like more than most of the artists that I've come across. And so I'm just interested to know. I mean, certain things I know, obviously, uh, because we've had plenty of conversations, but I'm just interested to know um, if you could definitely share with people like how have you had to pivot like since all of this has been going on? Cause I think this is the, like when I went on your website the other day, I'm like, this might be the first time I've ever been on this man's website. And it says no shows, no <laughs> upcoming shows that like, and you're a dude who I feel like spends about half the year torn. So like, yeah, that's you, yeah. So, so how's it been? Like, what, what have you had to do? It's been a huge adjustment period for sure. Like I've, I've literally been, been playing, maybe 100, 150 shows a year for the past like three, four years, um, maybe more than that. And so to cut that to zero is a huge, huge, you know, uh, thing. And um, we just we've had to make some major pivots, I think, from the moment it started, like the pandemic came down, I was running into like what was going to be like my most successful month, probably as a musician, like it was like crazy stuff happening. There was like three different conventions. It was right before South by. I told myself, I'm not going back to South by unless they got money for me. And then I get a big offer and then it's all down, you know? So crazy. I was like, just my luck. So um, yeah, man, but it, it forced me to get back into a lot of projects that I had sat down and not really fully like fleshed out or, or worked on. One was the book, of course. 
and two i think was um streaming you know like streaming live on twitch so i play video games uh you know i love communicating with my fans and supporters and i think the best way to do that is live streaming so i started a twitch channel a year or two before maybe got on there once a week play a game or two you know talk to people whatever um film a live show like i bring my camera with me on the road uh but i wasn't really giving a lot of love so i just was like you know what um i'm practicing i'm learning how to dj so that's another thing so i was like all right well i can practice live and just run the camera you know so i'm getting in my reps and my time i'm talking to fans um you know they can do requests and things like that i'm learning at the same time so it just it, it definitely forced me to give more effort to all of the other activities that I wanted to do. Streaming, writing a book, um, working on, what else? We, Me and uh, Young RJ of Slum Village finished up our album, which came out last May. Um, and then we finished a follow-up, which will come out at some point, maybe this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just been a lot of like really concentrated time because my wife was like, yo, this is the most time that we've seen each other like since we've known each other. Like, do you realize that? And I was like, yo. Wow. And like, we've known each other like 10 years. So like, wow. for, like I was like, you're right. Like, she's like, because you're usually out. Like, you're on the road. You're doing stuff, whether it's a weekend tour or a two-month tour. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So we're kind of like getting to know each other all over again, you know, which is pretty dope as well. So, well, you know, we haven't killed each other yet. So it's all good. <laughs> she ain't kicked me out yet. So we're doing okay. But um, right. yeah, man, it's that was mainly it. The pivot for me was like, all right, I need to pivot towards the things that I like, um, like just strengthening the, the things that I'm already good at, which I think are like talking to people, you know, like I need to be able to get in a room and talk to people. So even if it's a virtual room, um, just having conversations online, playing live shows like uh, myself, MC Lars, fun a lot, have done a uh, nerdcore concerts on live stream once a month mm-hmm. um we we call them the four-eyed horsemen and uh we just came up with this this little cool little gimmick and we just like the last saturday of every month but we're doing it about eight nine months now and uh we play a paid show where people pay an amount they get a uh, access to a, a stream link they get to talk to us you know we put exclusive merch in there and um yeah, and that's that's we give them something, and they you know they give us something, which is that that feedback that you know you need sometimes as an artist. You need to be able to talk to people like, "Yo, please tell me I don't suck. Like, tell me I'm good," <laughs> you know. And like, I need to you know I need to keep those reps up for you know for when we do get back on the road, we want to still be sharp with our music and things like that. So, uh, so the pivot for me has been streaming live concerts and i started a podcast random encounters where i talk for a few minutes with people um just about whatever they're going through i've been like interviewing friends or wrestlers that i really like or djs and just talking to people about how their life's changed during this time so it helped me to finish a lot of projects like as much as i wish i was on the road um these projects wouldn't have got done <laughs> you know what I'm saying if i didn't have that time yeah yeah I, that's it's it's crazy one of the things that uh i've said a lot since the pandemic has been going on man is that i'm just grateful that i'm locked down with people i really like mm. <laughs> you know I like that's like, fast like imagine yeah. you was like imagine you had just started dating somebody right 
like right before the pandemic goes down or like you were just about talking about moving in together or something you, and you then this happens up. and you you're like break up it's over like break up right then and there you gotta just <laughs> end it. the like, whole relationship <laughs> it's a wrap like i can't even imagine like dating right now or attempting anything like that like this is that would be crazy so like i'm very fortunate like you that to be locked down with people you enjoy their company because if you didn't man whew, i don't know rough. what would happen it's rough yeah there was a couple there was a couple i saw on the news that they went on vacation somewhere. Uh, they just started dating and they went on a vacation like maybe a week, like after they started dating. And then that country shut down and the U.S. wasn't letting people back in. So like you know, they ended up being stuck in a foreign country with someone they just started going out with for like months. Yo, nah. Crazy. Wow. I'm getting a whole awful. different hotel. Right. Depending on how your bank account set up. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. You know, so I might find me a family to live with then. Bruh, it's too real. <laughs> There's a movie to check out too. A movie called Lockdown, which is about uh, a couple who was together for a long time, but literally was hating each other's guts and they were on the verge of breaking up. And then the lockdown happened and they couldn't. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I saw the yeah. uh, choices or whatever. Yeah, the joint is really good. It's an really excellent movie. Uh, Anne Hathaway uh, stars in that joint with the brother from uh, Doctor Strange, whose name I will not butcher at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, so, uh, so how how are we looking on 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 time? Or we we, we are transition. Good. We're we're doing good. I mean, we can uh, we can transition. I know. Um, I definitely want to get in some sports talk uh, with him as well. Let Cash uh, handle that. Um, you know what I mean? So, uh, we said we can go ahead and transition now if you are ready, good sir. Yeah, I um, just want to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Sturm. Nah, 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 nah. You go, ain't go drinking ahead. nothing. Like, how you not drinking nothing on Super Bowl Sunday? Who's not drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking, but I'm. I, hey. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Swear. So, 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 Raheem, you know, Austin, was it Austin Creed? Can you tell me how that, that whole thing developed? The wrestler? <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to Austin Creed, aka Xavier Woods, uh, one third of the New Day, uh, WWE tag team. Um, so, yeah, man, we met geez, was a while ago now, maybe five, six years ago. He um, sent me an email out the blue. It was like, hey, man, like, I'm a wrestler. Just wanted to know if I could use some of your music to, like, come out to the ring to. And I was like, all right, cool. And, um, you know, I was like, no problem. So I give him some music. He does some independent matches where, you know, 50, 60, 70 people out there. And he comes out to my music. And I'm like, oh, that's what's up. And he was like, yo. Um, I just realized I didn't do any paperwork with you for this, just to you know make sure if any any like you know royalties come in, I could pay you. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. So he sends me a piece of paper, and the paper has WWE's logo on top. And I was like, well, what's this? And he's like, oh yeah, my company just got bought by WWE. Like I don't know what's going to happen. I think they're going to change this company into this other company called NXT. And I was like, oh wow, okay. So he we do that and. Um, 
we meet. He's in Orlando for a lot of the wrestling matches, and Orlando's like one of my better markets. So I'm out there two, three times a year. So he comes out to some shows. We're hanging out. And he's like, yo, I got these ideas. I think they're going to move me up to Raw. I don't know what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. But he likes video games. I like video games. And that's the the short of it is that all we do is just talk video games. And, um, yeah, and so he's introducing me to other wrestlers and telling me about things. And he's like, oh, here's this guy. You know, he would bring wrestlers to my shows. And I was like, oh, these guys, you know, I, I know them. I see them on TV, you know. <laughs> and, um so yeah, man, he's just been like re- a really good friend as far as like getting me like um, into like really cool like situations that we've done together, like wrestling music collabs or t- just telling people like that he thinks I'm dope, which I think is like really cool. So uh, so yeah, man, we we've had a lot of a lot of great adventures over the years, but um, it all started because he just hit me up like, yo. I- I like Mega Man. You like Mega Man. I feel like we should be friends. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, black nerds got to stick together. So that's kind of how it, how it is. We just all start running into each other, you know, and, and being cool. So, yeah, he's a real dude, like a real good dude, man. And I, I like, I appreciate him looking out for me. Though. Okay. So what's your, what's your favorite genre? I know you, you play a lot of video games. What's your favorite genre? What'd you say? I think... I like old school platformers, you know, like yeah. Mario style. Okay. You know, a lot of running and jumping and stuff. I just started playing this new game. It's a new game, but it's built like an old game. It's called Cyber Shadow. It's like a ninja game, like Ninja Gaiden. Okay. And uh, if you remember that game back in the day, it was like yeah. super hard. Yeah. Dude, doing flips and throwing stars. and Classic. Yeah. It's a classic. You know, so this game is new, but it, it plays just like that. So it's a lot of fun. It's just super hard. But, yeah, I like old school style games like that. You know, running and jumping. You know, those are probably my favorite. Um, uh, but I see, I see you rocking a parappa the rapper. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. what I mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Term, they, don't, they don't recognize that, but that's parappa. Oh, nah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's what on the hat. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's one of the I first forgot, video yeah. games that I remember that mm-hmm. actually featured you rhyming. Yeah, it was like you the first to... like hip hop game, you know, like mm-hmm. it was a little silly, but like I thought some of the ideas were really dope. Like yeah. the, the dude would do a move and you had to follow him and, and rhyme it, like hit the button on time to do it. And um, yeah, that, that kind of paved the way for a lot of the, um, like mm-hmm. the rock band, the guitar heroes, exactly. uh, all the other mu- dance dance revolution, like all these other things that were happening with, with, with rhythm and mm-hmm. gaming. So they need to do a new one. I don't know why they haven't yet, but uh, probably, they, probably, they probably don't feel like they had an audience for it. But you know, I would check for it because back when I was what eighteen, yes, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you peeped that. Yeah. So, 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 can I ask you a question, Raheem? Of course. With, with all these, uh, I keep asking, but with all these accolades, um, like you got, you you you've been involved with WWE, you've been involved with the gaming world. Like, do you ever feel like you are blurred God? Do you do you feel blurred? <laughs> <laughs> be real, God. be real. <laughs> Yo, I like that hashtag blurred, blurred God. God. Hey. Um, sound like a song, bro. <laughs> that might be. That might have to be a song. Um. <laughs> So, you know, I make, I'll say stuff like that when I'm writing bars. I'll be like, oh, man, I'm, I got to be the goat, you know, and stuff like that. I'll say those things with just, you know, tongue in cheek in bars. But nah, man, I'm I'm very humble and like grateful for anything I've been able to get because 
I feel like this is so um, unexpected. Like everything is, you know what I mean? Like I never thought there was a, a market, a space for this type of thing to ever pop up, especially in music, you know, like, and to the point where like, I'm, I'm at the right level of, of famous, you know, where like mm. I, I can go grocery shopping. I can do everything I need to do with no problem. You know what I'm saying? But I go to a Comic-Con, I'm like Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Watch out, watch out. Coming through, hold up, hold up. Like, right. I've seen people literally do that at MAGFest. Be like, yo, mm-hmm. I'll be like, I have to get from this end of the hall to that end of the hall. But I mm-hmm. I literally can't walk or yeah, somebody's going to stop me every two seconds. So no I need y'all to just block me. <laughs> <laughs> while I do it, you know, so like, yeah, I have to be in a very unique situation to be a superstar. <laughs> so I'm all for that, man. I, I went to the movies. This is gosh, this is a long time ago, but we went to see what's it? Must have been um, Spider Man, Spider Verse, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And like somebody noticed me in a dark movie theater out here and was like, make a friend. And I'm like, man, get out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> how? You know what I'm saying? So, like, th- stuff like that'll happen. And I'm like, all right, well, I was going to see a Spider Man movie. Okay, fair enough. You know what right. I'm saying? So, like, I have to be specifically in my niche to have any weird stuff like that happen. So, right. I like that. I'm, I'm, I love it. I like, I can be out in the rest of the world and nobody cares. And it's like, you know, I'm very lucky to be able to like pay my bills and feed family with this. And that's really all I ever wanted, you know, is to, to be myself and, and for that to be enough. You know what I'm saying? Like we get caught up in so many ideas of what black masculinity is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like what what a black dude is supposed to be doing or sounding like or acting like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like I've I've hit walls like that my whole life where they're like, nah, man, this ain't right for you. This ain't, you shouldn't be, you know, and like, why can't people be well-rounded? Like, why can't people like, you know, comic books and hip-hop? Why can't people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand that. So I had to reach out and luckily the internet was where I found my my, my audience, you know, but Blurred God sounds sounds good. It has a ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. You can have it. You can have it. Right. Right. I appreciate it. I might have to name like a little freestyle that or something, man. Yeah, <laughs> Just do it. You know, like I, I like having fun with that in a in a joking sense. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I remember I just remember a long time ago hearing like Nas. I don't know if y'all remember this when when Nas was like he went on his like radio rampage, but this was like when him and um Jay-Z were beefing. Mm-hmm. And um and like he got kicked off Hot 97 or something, and he went to the other station to power and was like, Man, I'm tired of what's going on over to that station. I'm tired of hearing these rappers come and talk about rims on their truck and how much money they got. He's like, Man, save that for your records. Like, if you want to floss, that's fine. But like, what is the point of that in an interview? Like when you're when you're somebody's <laughs> attempting to get to know you, like why, right. why, why, why the flossing? You know, so like that that kind of stuck with me. I was like, yeah, I guess, guess he's right. You know what I mean? Like, who needs to see that in that outside of the music? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so yeah, man. So if I, you know, if I floss a little bit, it's usually just in, you know, tongue in cheek and in a rhyme. But like, 
but yeah, blurred blurred God has a nice ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that's that's shirts, you know, a song, yeah, you know, being a hat, you know, yeah, yeah, I think yeah so. that's the merch, right, yeah. right, <laughs> right, you know. Yeah. So Raheem, what what mm. game was Black Materia written for? Hmm. Final Fantasy Seven, okay. which mm. came out in originally in 1997 for the first PlayStation. Um, it was like the game that like changed the game, you know, yeah, like yeah, it was 3D role playing, you know. So right, before yeah. that, role playing was like these little little characters, little fat with little feet, and then they made full <laughs> characters, big old monsters, mm-hmm. and like so all the things that you imagine from like the books, you know, reading about wizards and dungeons and dragons or whatever, they were able to bring that to the screen. Right. And uh, and the music was composed by a guy named Nobuo Uematsu. And like he killed it, like he's a goat in the soundtrack game. And so, my, one of my homies out here, my man Cisco, I asked him like, "Yo, what if like we flip all the soundtrack, and then I'll rap about the game, but then like from my perspective?" Because they had this one black character, Barrett, and he was he was a little bit of a stereotype. He was like a Mr. T type character. He was like, "Rose man, the damn fools," you know, and it was kind of <laughs> stupid. So like I was like he got to be deeper than this. So I started going in because like I mean we could we could talk about this all day, but like the way the way Japanese culture kind of views African American culture yeah. is a little it can yeah. be a little problematic sometimes. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if if me and if me and Stan walk down the street right now in Japan, it might be like. It's 50 Cent and Drake. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> Man, he's a Drake. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Drake, Stan. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, if... <laughs> I'm like, give me, give me a little note, Drake. Give me, give me something. <laughs> You're light-skinned and big. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't that the ain't that the, the part calling the kettle black? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, come on, Cash. Oh God! Right. But yeah, like, we gotta like flip the narrative a little bit. Like they they took kind of treated him as this this stereotype. So I was like, in the story though, he's also like a single father. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, that's a dope dynamic to talk about. Like you don't really talk about the the black man being a single father, like. Okay, right. so let's get into this. So I started kind of digging into that for the story of the of the album. So a lot of it is so well layered and hidden that a lot of times people just think I'm just talking about the game, but I'm actually talking about the way black fathers are viewed, you know, or the way hip hop is viewed in a nerd space or mm-hmm. vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So so I was able to be real creative with this stuff and still capture the essence of the game so it turned out to be like my most popular album like a lot of people downloaded it and it was the reason i quit my teaching job was because the black material album was kind of really popping off and i was in school like in a class and people were texting me all day like oh my god you're going viral you're going viral what's going on and i was like what do you mean and it was from reddit and that was the first time i really heard about reddit and reddit really got behind the song and like it just took off, and like I was like, all right, well, once it hit the iTunes charts, and it was next to like Kanye and Lil Wayne on the on the rap charts, I was like, man, I'm out of here. <laughs> so I I was like, I bet they don't have day jobs. All right, I'm going. Right. <laughs> so 
So that's that's what gave me the courage to be like, yo, I, I mean, if I never do that again, which I guess I'd never have, but if I never do that again, I know that there was a moment that like propelled me to kind of jump off the deep end and really, really make something out of this. I mean, never though. I mean, you've been was Billboard six times, and I don't even know if this if the six times <laughs> include the time last year with the one joint we were on going. Uh, it doesn't. It? That's right. That joint right. was so like on the world charts, yo. That yeah. So killed. technically, you seven times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, You're right. You're right. You're right. Upgrade. Okay. You know, I got to put that right. in the next edition. Second you know edition. If you had a job to quit, you could quit that one too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all can't live your best life. You know? <laughs> For real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But uh, yo, I wanted to ask you, um, what was it? You and uh, you were a second ago, you were when we were talking about um that album and it popping off, uh, where you were talking about the story behind the character, you uh, you were just talking about like certain things that were odd. Which kind of, uh, you know, of course, we got a bunch of questions we wanted to ask. So one of the uh, questions that we actually had um, that um, Sharon put in there is uh, three odd occurrences uh, or encounters. And like to make it more specific, you know, since it's three the odd way. Right. Like like talk about, you know, like being a black artist um, in a lot of these nerd spaces, especially like. <laughs> You know, because oftentimes, like, you know, it's been my experience, right? And a lot of people's experience where it seems like sometimes white folks feel like they they kind of own that space. You know mm. what I mean? And so, like, you know, over the years, like, of course, it's become more diverse. But it's just like, you know, when we're kind of coming in and doing what we're doing or like uh, people of color are cosplaying as uh, certain characters. And, of course, they're not painting their skin to make themselves look like these white characters. They're just dressing as the characters. Mm-hmm. We oftentimes kind of get, you know, like we don't, we, we're not all, we haven't always been, let me say it like that. We haven't always been accepted in these spaces um, as if certain people kind of own the nerd space. So mm-hmm. what are, I guess, some of the most odd experiences you've had in these different spaces trying to come up as a black artist? Um. Okay. So I can start with, probably the very first time I played a convention, I walked in and they had like a, a like a karaoke machine there for me to perform on. Like there were, there was no sound system. They were just like, um, here you go. Like, <laughs> I don't know what wow. you need. Um, and wow. then like, uh, yeah, so from there I was like, oh man, I need to start like creating like a rider and letting people know like mm-hmm. the stuff that I need because right. they, I don't know what they assume. like. I mean, I'm just, they just think I'm bringing everything or that yeah. I don't need anything. Oh, you, you, I thought you were just beatbox or something. You know, I was like, come on, man. <laughs> you you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, come do on. your thing, guy. Just, just do that thing you do. You know? Right. Um, right. So, yeah, we've had issues with that for sure. But um, then yeah. moving on, uh, I had a guy. Oh, man, this is it's kind of embarrassing. So at least to him anyway. Um, so this dude hit me up about a convention and he was like, yo, I just saw the Black Panther movie and I've been so moved. I mean, moved to tears. <laughs> so we want to plan this Black Panther welcome to Wakanda party at our convention. Bro. We need black people. 
Oh so God. can you please help us get black people to come to this convention? Wow. <laughs> oh God. And I was like, wow. yo, for real? Like, what? <laughs> Props to him for at least recognizing that you need black people to do this. Because <laughs> like right. some folks would just do it and be like, yo, man, it's just white Wakanda. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like right. some people would just do it. And like, look, we're diverse because we care. You know, I'm wearing a dashiki, you know, like be something wild. But like at least the dude was like, we can't do this without black people. Right. Problem is, I don't know any black people. <laughs> right. And I was like, yo. So I was like, this feels kind of gross. Like, I mean, and maybe he meant well, but yeah, I just didn't feel right, man. I was like, mm, I, I'm not going to be like your, your token representation. Like, right. I don't know. I just felt maybe, I don't know. Maybe I was tripping. Y'all could tell me, but like, I don't feel mm. like it's my responsibility to introduce. Black people to your thing <laughs> just because you watch Black Panther, you know what I'm saying? Like, Harry something out here. Come on, come on with me. <laughs> come on, we got the good snacks over here. Come on, y'all. like, right. no, man. Like, I just is like, this is I'm not in charge of your diversity department. Like, I can't, I can't do that. So, like, yeah. uh, that that's probably one of the worst. But, but more recently, I guess a couple years ago. Me and Lars did a show at the Gathering of the Juggalos. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. This is I think Insane Clown Posse's yearly, yearly <laughs> festival uh, where, you know, if you know anything about ICP. Fuckery. Yeah, it's just <laughs> wild. This is like, I mean, it's basically like the Firefest, like how the Firefest turned out to be. That's what mm. they go there for <laughs> every year. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. they're like they fine with it. knowing like, that. Yo, we exactly. gonna be in a tent, and we out in the in the in the middle of the field. It is muddy and dirty, but we get to see ICP. Um, who else showed up? Uh, Tech Nine played there. Ice Cube in the past. Like they get big guests. So, mm -hmm. but everybody's out in the dirt, just wilding, and uh, you know it's a lot of debauchery. So, <laughs> like um, stabbed or anything out there. Right, so that's what people kept telling me, like, yo, you gotta watch your back out there, dog. Like, it's gonna be crazy. And so I'm thinking, like, oh, Lord, why am I doing this? And so, but I gotta say, man, they showed me nothing but love. Like, it was a lot of love and, like, but, you know, it's just, these people probably aren't, like, the cleanest folks, but, like, they're very nice and enthusiastic, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, this one dude was like, hey, friend, I, I, you know, he just comes up to me like, yo, can I have a hug? And I'm like, Ooh. it's like very filthy. And I was just like, you know what, man? Why not? You know, like, all right. Man. And so then he's like, yo, um, he's like, well, now that we're friends, can I show you something? Oh, like, oh, please no. Um, I was like, I don't know, man. I really got to go, you know, but he was like, this will be quick. But I just, I just did something and I really, I'm proud of it. I want to show you my work. And I was like, all right. So, <laughs> so this, this dude drops his pants. Oh, and tells me that he, he had just pierced himself and he wanted to show me that because he's very proud of it. And uh, I was like, I really got to go, man. And I just kind of broke 
off. But so, like it was just like, thanks, buddy. You know, it was it was crazy. So that's the kind of things you see out there. So yeah. whole time you telling that, I'm like, oh, it would be so wild if he took him in the bathroom and showed him a turd shaped like an animal. But it's like <laughs> you wouldn't think that it would be something that wild, and it was just something as wild. Yeah, it was just as wild as that. Wow, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, oh wow! I don't think I would have walked in the bathroom with him, but but yeah, yeah, man. And that's the, like, dude, we out in the public, like everybody around. He just like, look, man, poop. And uh, I was like, oh, oh man, uh, so, I've seen, I've seen plenty of YouTube video in them joints, man. Them shit is wild bananas, wild, man. bro. And like, but again, they're just they're very, very passionate. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. it's like these are people that are you know maybe societal outcasts and don't necessarily have the most couth but they just they just there to have a good time it's a lot of and love like, yeah a lot of love yeah it's a lot of love like I, i'm sure i made a good amount of fans there but like yeah it was it was just a wild experience i was head on a swivel the whole time you know <laughs> um yeah yeah so that's my three odd story <laughs> <laughs> Way. Yes. <laughs> oh man. God bless you, good sir. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hey, so look, hey man, so was it um what have so we like, you know, if you've never listened to the show, like we we typically we obviously we talk music, we talk uh sports and all of that. And I'm sure Cash gonna have an update for us in a few minutes. Uh, I don't want that shit. Go ahead. Man, <laughs> who, who's winning, the refs or the Chiefs? The refs, <laughs> bro. It's very bro. apparent that everybody wants Tom Brady to oh win. Oh my god, saying it, saying it. My sports group, I'm like, y'all don't see that this is like. Anyway, we're gonna get about that later. Yeah, uh, I yeah, mean, let's keep it yeah, look, right. I mean, look, man. You know, I I will say this real quick. While we here, since y'all said it, I felt like that about this dude his whole career, right? Like, what was the first year uh, the Patriots won the Super Bowl? Someone refresh right, my memory. It was right after the 9 11 situation. I'm mm -hmm. just saying, I'm not, I'm not Mr. Conspiracy Theory, I don't really do all of that, but I just found it. It's marketing, I, man. dude. That's great marketing for the country. Oh. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. Like the Patriots winning the Super Bowl of the year. Like we seen one of the largest uh, terrorist attacks ever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not just and, that they become a dynasty. A dynasty, yeah. yeah. At that like, part, I don't feel like they could have written up. Or even if the if you were going to write it, would you have the same dude go to ten Super Bowls? <laughs> like it just right. it feels right. obvious at that point. Yeah, yes. it was like the, the beginning. One. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, they were cheating. Yeah. That's why I always talk about the whole GOAT conversation. They cheated for him and allowed it for so long. I can't respect yeah. it. So, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. nonetheless, this game is just about out of reach. Um, yeah, 31 <laughs> to 9. Damn. Oh, 358, 358 left in the fourth. Flags are flying everywhere. Oh, People are mad. Tampa Bay fans are happy. Tom Brady fans are happy. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> right. We're on the basketball season. <laughs> right. 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 
But yeah, man. Um, so, hey, bro, wanted to uh, we'll do some uh, like lightning round questions before we uh, let you go. And then I have something that's probably going to take a little bit longer uh, to get into. So um, so first things first, uh, favorite video game all time, what it is. I got an idea, but, you know, I don't want to think it's the obvious well, one. But it's not as obvious as you think because right. this changes often for me. I think a, a hallmark of a like a GOAT is a game that you can play anytime, no matter how you're feeling. If you see it, you want to play it. And for me, it's not Mega Man. It's actually mm. Super Mario 3. Oh, with the raccoon Ooh. tail. With the, yeah. Yep. That's mm-hmm. Tanuki. Tanuki yeah, Mario. Tanuki. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that, that game, I, I, I got to pick it up. I got to play it. I love the music. I love the gameplay. The That's classic. Yeah. It's a the perfect game. game. You it can is. be as bad as you want to be, or you can be as good as you want to be, and you'll still enjoy the fuck yes. out of that game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's mine. Is Mario Kart? Oh, classic. Forever yes. classic. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Cash, you you would remember this? Remember uh, Landover Mall, and I think it was Hex. Uh, was it Hex that had like um, all the clothes, but then they also had like the little section that, where you could play Mario Kart. Like right there, yeah, bro. I'd be posted, man. Oh, Montgomery Ward, yes, there it is, Mm -hmm. dude. I would be up in that joint playing Mario Kart when it first came out. Like, I ain't even have it at home, so I would go to the mall, which was across the street from me, just so I could play Mario Kart for like two to three hours, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? In real, real life, until they kicked us out the damn store, (laughs) you know. Uh, I was like, my mom ain't getting this for me right now, so I guess I gotta go to the mall and play it. (laughs) Yep, yeah, that was a good answer, sir. I I say a close second is Street Fighter 2. That's another game. If I see it, I have to put a quarter in. I don't care where I am. Me and K Murdoch have a uh, we have a lifelong rivalry in this game. That like we could be in Japan, London, down the street. If I see it, we both give each other that look and we just get on the sticks. Like it just has to go down. So like Street Fighter for real. That's that's definitely classic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you would guess, but I don't want to offend you or nothing, but here we go. <laughs> All right, know what you about to say. You ain't shit, work, Okay. Who you work? Who you use? Who you use? I read you, man. Oh, well, I'm nasty. Well, typical, you better not typical. jump. You better not go low. I'm a t- 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 typical, <laughs> typical. Okay. All right. Who's your character? Out, I can pull out Honda for you. I mean, I like Ken, oh, but if, if yeah. somebody's, if like, if it's a really good Ryu, I could pull out Honda. And uh, have a good one. Yeah, hundred hand slap. E Honda, aka the person who first said you can get these hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yep. The OG, you can get these hands. Right. <laughs> My, shout out to Marcus D. Marcus D. Uh, has played Street Fighter Two Semi um, Pro, and he um, his character's Ken as well. Mine mm-hmm. is um, it was it. I can bounce. I usually bounce between most of the time. It's Chun Li. And then occasionally I'll go Ryu depending on who I'm playing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know how nice they are. But, okay. um, like but yeah. Yeah, Guile. Yeah. yeah. Guile nice too. Guile's cheap. Guile's definitely cheap. If you know how to use them, you know, you can make people real mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah a, lot of, right. a lot of distance moves. You got a lot of distance joints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So let me slide this in there real quick. Right now, looking at the consoles that's currently out are you a playstation or a 
uh, Xbox man? Well, uh, I used to be Team Xbox for a long time, and then for me, they just wasn't putting out enough games, like 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 library uh, exclusive games. Like I was mm-hmm. like, come on, man, Sony got God of War, they got Last Spider-Man. of Us, they got Spider Man, like mm-hmm. all these dope titles. Xbox is a, is probably the better system right now, mm-hmm. but they don't have no games. They had a library, so right. But what they do have is this Game Pass, which I've been really into. Game Pass is like Netflix for games. Okay. So this mm-hmm. is a game changer. You pay like $9 a month and you can play any game in the library. Yep. And so Sony is going to need to eventually copy this because I think this is the future of games. Like people are not going to keep paying $60 for trash games. That's so right. at some point, I keep thinking people are going to just eventually wake up, but you know, it keeps happening. But, but like, I, I think Sony has to do something similar. To kind of keep up but xbox just need a couple of hitters man if they can mm-hmm. open up the checkbook or something and get either a final fantasy they get a i don't know something big I'm something exclusive yeah. yeah they just need to be the only system that has this something i mean halo is always great you know but halo's not coming out to like next christmas so mm-hmm. um but the xbox is a great system because it's like really fast and i like the game pass mm-hmm. but but uh if you want games gotta go playstation Okay. Yeah. PlayStation yeah. got myself. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I'm a I'm a simple man, really. I'm a Nintendo loyalist. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, a, I'm a Switch guy. I've never bought a system outside of Nintendo ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, yeah, yeah. And the Switch is dope, man. Switch is great. It, I man. love I love it, it, man. I Dude. love it. That Animal yeah. Crossing saved my life this year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> saved my life. Me and my wife it, both play. Like it's crazy. Yo, it's crazy. I've never understood, like, you know, people who love... I'm, it's funny. I think you're the first person to break it down to me and my wife. Like, um, like game... Like, people who just enjoy watching gameplay. And you articulated that better than anyone I've ever heard, like, break it down. It's like, what's... It's no different than watching people play sports. You know what I'm saying? Um, you said something along those lines. And I was like, yeah. And so... Animal Crossing in particular, dude. I can sit and watch my daughter play Animal Crossing and just build like why I can watch my daughter pay bills, build homes, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Greet new people in the neighborhood, work on my home, check her mail. Like, mm-hmm. yo, it's just like, is this what her adult life's gonna be like? Is this what you're gonna do, baby? <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> it's like it's I feel like that joint is something that on paper doesn't sound like it should be as entertaining as it is, but it's dope, yo. Like I really, I, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I, I, and I, and it's funny, and I enjoy watching it more than I enjoy playing it. Like my daughter, like when I play it, it's cool, but like when she's playing it, she's doing stuff that's like, yeah, I ain't got the time to learn all that. Like <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? But, but dude, she made our she made our Kwanzaa cards this year, like using Animal Crossing, right? Wow. She went online, did did some research, and found someone who designed dashikis in the game. And then she went and bought the got the dashikis and had enough for each family member. And then we decorated the home to make it feel more African centered and all of that. And then, yeah, we took our Kwanzaa picture. That's and it's even got the bootleg canara and everything. You know what I mean? The colors wasn't right, but at least it had the same number of candles. Okay. Like, hey, let's, let's get it. You That's know? That's dope, man. Yeah, Animal yeah. Crossing has like, like really, really brought families together during this time. Yeah. The amount of creativity you have within that game is mm-hmm. dope. People say Minecraft is kind of like that too. 
Mm-hmm. I, I just never really got into it, but I think yeah. Animal Crossing has nailed it because it's simple and it's mm-hmm. cute animals, you know, like it's yeah. easy. You know? Right. Sassy animals too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right. Some 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 of them give you a little little tone, a little toot. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, oh, you gotta leave the island, ready. You, right, you, you can't live here no more. You ain't welcome. I can't live. Yeah. Here. <laughs> and, 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 Animal Cross, and I'm I'm straight murking people with God of War. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's balance in the universe. We over here, we, you know, while we're building communities, you're destroying them. I mean, you know, so, there you go. Exactly. You know, such is life. Such is life. You know, <laughs> uh, man. but uh, but yeah, man, um, who's it? So I can't let you go without talking about the show that I feel like the world is talking about. And that, my friend, is WandaVision, bro. So uh, have you been watching it? Yes, yes. I just caught up last night, and I was kind of blown away. Um, yeah. You know, I definitely don't want to give any spoilers if anybody hadn't seen it, but... Oh, let, me six... stop you, let, me stop, let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Right? Yeah, you don't so, give so, so on this show here, <laughs> on this show here, yeah. so because so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and say what we usually say. Look. Hey, look, because I don't know if WandaVision is going to be in the title. It probably won't. So we'll give okay. a spoiler warning only because you're here. But we typically say, look, if you <laughs> click on this video and the name of a movie is in the title, you get what you get. <laughs> you know what I'm I saying? Mean, that's you, fair. Right. That I mean, you know, so, I understand. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, man, it's it started off like crazy. and But still, it mm-hmm. was initially this wasn't even a show I was interested in. I got to be honest. I mm-hmm. thought I thought I'm one of those that think Age of Ultron was the worst Avengers movie. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't super into it. Um, mm-hmm. But people are saying like now, if you watch all this, then go back and watch it. You're gonna really like oh, yeah. Age of Ultron, and it's a whole different movie now. So yes, it's yeah. This is this is dope. I love what they did. It's super original. Like doing mm-hmm. the whole TV show angle. Like, and I used to love those shows. You know, like Bewitched and you know mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like I used to watch this stuff with my mom. And so yeah. that was a great feeling to come back to that style of TV show. And mm-hmm. then it just flips like fourth episode. They just like, all right, here we go. Flip the table over on them. Like, you think you know what's going Duh. on? Okay. And um, man, I'm just, I'm impressed, man. Disney can really do no wrong at this point. Like these, Duh. these shows, man, they're killing between this and Mandalorian. Like, if you don't Bro. have Disney Plus, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yo, Disney Plus right now. And like, Yo, like it's wild because in fact the, look the niggas who's sitting with us right now these niggas was cooking me when i told them uh, yeah i'm talking about you sherm and you cash when i told wow. these dudes i was getting disney plus right they and like a lot of people you? oh man look i'm throwing them under the bus well, see, no he you gotta <laughs> you gotta give the proper cut if I can't, if I can't be honest amongst friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what are you talking about? Yeah, talking about Disney Plus when it first got off the ground. I mean, yeah, but but it wasn't. It was. It was. What did, what did, what did Raheem just say about catalog? Like, what's what's a mm-hmm. console? Right. Oh, if you don't have a library, they didn't have so, a library at first. The, man, man, listen, man, man, listen. I mean, look. I'm gonna tell you straight up. Like, as somebody who's had it since it came out. Um, oh. there's like so many gems in there. Like one of the great shows that's on the joint 
like which I said back when it first came out, is Jeff Goldblum's show. It's a show that you wouldn't even expect to be something that you would watch. Man. But Jeff Goldblum is such, man, look, this is a little hate nasty. watching that shit, man. <laughs> what? Hey, hey. Jeff Goldblum, unless he's in fucking, what, uh, what, what was that? The Fly? Uh, fly? Jurassic <laughs> Park as well. Ran. Ran, have you yeah. watched Jeff Goldblum? I watched show? one episode. It's good, man. It really is. Man. I had a yeah. homie tell me I need to watch it, so I was like, "All right, I'm gonna watch oh, it." It's, it's, it's an excellent show. It's, it's an excellent show. Like it's not one. Yes. You're not gonna. Right. You're not right. gonna buy this. You know, you're not gonna buy Disney Plus because of it. But, but like, it's a good sleeper. Let me yeah. explain something to you first of all. Here we go. Here we go. To somebody who would strip, he would do a whole strip tease for a comic book or anything Disney. So he is going to prop this shit all the way up. Yeah. And a, a strip tease, though? He would do a whole, okay. thing, he would do a wow. whole session. The views are similar. Not necessarily, though. Or some sort of Disney Wow. Okay, so he's he's the Disney uh, the Disney stand, so to speak. Yes, exactly. Um, stand okay. is the Disney stand. Exactly. Okay. okay. Get out of here. I, you lost me a strip tease. I was like, well, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I was. I, I felt like I was an over reach to tad overreach the the only look the only thing the like in terms of the disney stuff right and look man keep it a buck zootopia is is a dope fucking film kid like kid Mm -hmm. shit or not like the content of that film that shit is pure excellence by any standard you know what i'm saying whether like whether we're talking animation writing any of that shit. I don't give a fuck what people like. That that movie and what it deals with and how it deals with racial profiling, that shit is dope on any level. Uh, was it Big Hero 6? Same shit. And it's like, I feel like the, the caliber of shit that they are doing, you don't necessarily have to be in the kids movie or, or like, and they, look, Pixar, nigga, simple as that. Pixar, my nigga, Pixar. Mm. Like, yo, what, what the fuck has Pixar put, uh, put out ever right like that really hasn't like like blown people away who actually kind of got over their own shit and took the time to sit down and watch it Bro, you know what i mean it's all good i got disney plus baby <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you say I'm just saying. I'm out here doing strip tease. Like, to, right. You know what I'm saying? I, just, I, just, I had to say, but I had to say, say, had to say, Mandalorian is dope. I mean, yes, it is. Division is dope. Falcon yes. and 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 um, Winter Soldier. Come on, Winter come Soldier. on. Oh my god, that's just gonna be fire. Yeah, we, I'm, I'm and we only a month out. We only a month out too. Go team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. I was I was probably most excited for the Loki show, which I think yeah. is gonna be dope. That so gonna be fire too. We going, yeah, they're gonna they gonna kill him, man. Like I love what they're doing right now. I was I was a little worried because last year was a was a you know was a down year for Marvel. They didn't really yeah, they didn't do anything. Nothing. So yeah. they were just loading up, it turns mm-hmm. out. So yep. uh yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I think right. you know, and if we if we can talk a little uh you know, spoiler talk, then um do you think you, that this show, or at least what's happening now, is going to eventually lead to the introduction of the X Men into this universe? Uh, yes. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, what was it partly? I mean, just because of her, uh, her character's history 
um, in the comics and different things uh, she's been involved with. Uh, obviously, who her brother's, um, who her and her brother's actual father is in the comics. They have, I just really feel like they have too many different ways to just tie into like, you know, the uh, mutants and bringing them in. And like, if they don't do something with that, like, I feel like it'll be a waste. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it, like I feel like that would be really, really, really disappointing. But I mean, it's kind of hard to say because it's really kind of contingent on, um, you know, how much was written, like how far they were along in the writing process when the Fox deal happened, when that was final. So like you know, and we really don't know that. So I mean, I'm hoping, man. I got my fingers crossed. I think mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity. I'll tell you a show that's really far down the pipeline that I can't wait to see what um, what Ryan Coogler does with that is now that they recently announced that there's going to be like a welcome to Wakanda type of show, like mm-hmm. like basically just focused on like like all of the different things happening around Wakanda outside yeah. of just, you know, the uh, the throne Um that like yo the you, you've heard about the deal that uh ryan coogler just inked with disney right oh yeah this is this is crazy this is yeah wow yeah what, so so yeah i was gonna say so 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 the deal isn't just with marvel the deal is actually with disney for for all of their different platforms that they have uh where his company um i can't remember it's like a how many years the deal is for um and it's for a ridiculous amount of money but basically coogler uh his company is now signed with disney to create exclusive content for all of their different platforms and now if we look at this dude's track record in terms of like how engaging the films are that he makes like the type of conversation that he's able to create around the projects he makes um Mm -hmm. and just the cultural significance of these projects right like you know it's exciting man Mm because i remember um you know i remember how i felt when i walked out of the theater after watching fruitvale station you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like and like and how profound an effect that movie had on me when i saw it um you know i remember pleasantly surprised is a gross understatement like talking about like when i saw creed and how good that joint was i was just like hey yo i did not expect this movie to hit this hard like it was amazing and then like and then when to see black panther finally like you know dude like you know that shit man and, mm-hmm. and deeper than it being a great movie like you know i was still working in education at the time and I was actually pitching to the school I was at, trying to get them to take the kids, uh, allow us to take the kids to the theater to see it. Mm-hmm. And I was working with the, um, a teacher at the school who was a history teacher. And so we were trying to develop curriculum around different things that actually happened in the world that were relevant to things in the film. You know what I mean? Like, um, and, and to kind of give historical context for certain things that were in the comic as well to show people that yes, this is a fictional thing, but it's based on re- uh, on real things, right? Like uh, from the Dahomey and and just so many different things. Mm-hmm. And so, yo, we went through all this trouble, pitched it to the school, and they hit us with the no. They hit us with the straight up no. So then, the school was uh, doing testing that year, and um, and a lot of these kids, like when they weren't testing, they were just sitting in class doing nothing for like hours. And then they started moving um, large groups of kids. I mean, hundreds of kids are being moved into the auditor- auditorium and sitting with nothing to do for hours. Movie finally comes out later that year on um, Blu-ray. 
And man, I, w- I went ahead. I picked up two copies, one that was just for the school and then one for myself. And yo, I said I got permission to set it up for the kids to watch. Hey, dude, like that day, man, that was probably I had a lot of special moments in my career uh, working in education for like 20 years. But that particular day, watching the kids watch the film and then like watching them come up to me because I did a whole intro like to the film. I had like a, a like a conversation with the kids afterwards about like what hit them and all of this. And these are high school kids. Mm-hmm. And man, they do the stuff they were coming up to me saying like, cause I basically, when the kids would get off the, the school bus in the morning, I'm greeting them every morning before this film came out. I'm like, peace King, peace queen, blah, blah, blah. This, that, and third. This is how I talk to them all the time. Mm-hmm. They see that movie kids who never say that shit to me, right? Never say mm-hmm. that shit back to me. Yo, rest of school. Yeah. They say peace King, peace queen. Like, you know, they in like other moments in that movie and how it affected them from the kids, like seeing me in the hall, start throwing the little Wakanda forever join up and mm-hmm. all of these little things. Wow. But like, but just like, oh man, like I knew, I knew what it was going to mean to these kids. And, um, and so it was dope, like to find, like to finally have that experience. So I'm the, to know that he's going to get the opportunity to not just do that for Marvel, but be able to do it through Disney, which is potentially going to hit even more young kids mm-hmm. and what type of images he's going to choose to put in front of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because he's not just choosing any type of content, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of the movies he's making, man. Like he's telling some really powerful stories and yeah. um, because he could have t- he could have directed any type of comic book movie, but he chose to do Black Panther. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, and so, you know, yeah, man, I, it's exciting, dude. I think this deal is going to be extremely groundbreaking. And um, yeah, dude, I, I'm here for all that shit. I'm yeah, absolutely. I'm excited, shit. man. That's going to be dope. The um, yeah. Not to give too, away too much. The, the last chapter of my book, it ends the week mm-hmm. that the Black Panther movie came out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what I was going through at that time, I was in London when I saw the movie. And like to be able to see, you know, people of African descent on the other side of the world and how they were affected by these images as well was just mm-hmm. such a great perspective for me. So I was like, OK, that's that's the cutoff point. Like, that's where I need to end this, because it brought the whole thing back to me about images. And, you know, like we are what we see and what we believe is based mm-hmm. on what we're given, you know, by yeah. TV and media. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, it all felt kind of full circle for me. So I was like, that's a great ending point for me because like I, I was sitting behind, you know, an African, you know, couple, like an older couple who was like crying the whole movie, just like, I, like, I can't believe, you know, like, and I just felt like, wow, like this is so powerful. So you're right. Like Ryan Coogler is very deliberate about the images that he chooses to portray, you know, within his, you know, stories, you know, yeah. and I love the fact that with the with the Black Panther movie, like him starting it off in Oakland and ended it in Oakland, like where the Black Panthers began. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is this is no. not an accident. You know no. what I'm saying? Like, it's not an accident, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I love that about it, you know. And it's those little things, man. I know he's gonna he's gonna kill it, man. Like, uh yeah. it couldn't happen to a better dude. Like he's he's gonna, yeah. he's gonna put his foot in it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like all, up to his calf muscle. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's gonna be crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro. 
we appreciate you, man. Appreciate you for coming on, dude. Man, this was fun, man. Uh, I, I I would do this anytime. So I, I love oh, y'all man. and I appreciate the conversation. And uh, yeah, it's always good to talk to some brothers about some about some fun things. So yeah, I, I appreciate y'all having me, man. Thank you. It's been a yeah, pleasure man. to meet you, brother. Good likewise, man. likewise. We got to hang out when this whole thing's over. Yeah, you got to get them sticks up. Don't think yo, <laughs> yo, meet, name the arcade. I'll meet you there. That's what's up. And uh, we can do this. You know, what, what else I do on Fridays with my stream now? I do fighting mm. game Fridays. So I mm. play, I, we play Street Fighter. We play Street Fighter Five because um, it's, uh, uh, it's cross-platform. So if you right. have PS4 or PC, you can play against each other. Okay. So we just get all the people that are in my Discord or in my chat groups, and anybody can just come in and play. So if y'all ever around oh. on a Friday and want to want to get it in, let me That's know. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. Definitely. That's right. what's up, man. We appreciate the invite, man. And hey, yo, once again, man, thanks for being on the show, dude. And everybody, y'all make sure y'all y'all check out his book, man. Uh, Dream Ass is out right now. It's uh, excellent book, um, a memoir for my good friend Raheem Mega Ran Jarbo. In stores right now, available on Amazon as well, correct? Correct. Uh, yeah, you can yeah. go to dreammasterbook.com as a list of stores. I put them in order of my personal preference. I put the black yes. owned bookstores first. There you go. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, <coughs> pardon me again. And then Amazon, I saved for yeah, that. Right. So if you absolutely <laughs> right. got to get it on Amazon, you know, it's prime. It'll come in a couple of days. So I understand. Right. But, you know, buy black if you can. Uh, yes. There's several, several great stores on there that, that could use the support. So, no, uh, yeah, go ahead, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. We appreciate you, bro. Yeah, man. And fellas, he um actually dropped the link for y'all in the private chat for y'all to grab the uh, book as well. You know what I mean? Yep. Okay. Well, appreciate that. Appreciate no it. problem. Yeah, Enjoy. Yeah. Let me know what yeah. y'all think of it. But, yo, but everybody, man, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Shout out to our guest, Mega Ran, uh, once again for joining us. And uh, brothers, man, I love y'all. Hey, was it? Uh, what was it, the joint we were supposed to do? Uh, real live, no sites, best thing to happen to you this week. And on a, a super positive note, who wants to set that off? The best thing that happened to me this week. I woke up. <laughs> right. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. This Very is dang. We, we all cooped up in a damn house. What what shit? Ain't much that could happen. I hope right. not much happening to you right now. <laughs> right, right. I'm regular. How about you, Ram? Best, best thing that happened to you this week. Well, I mean, I'm NDA'd up to my head on it, but I got a really, really mm. dope opportunity um this week. And it came from um a cover story that they did for the arts um, newspaper out here. Um, oh. the top front of the arts section, they, they had a little picture of me with my book. And then from there, I got a really dope phone call. So, um, so uh, yeah, I'm in, that's all I can say. But let's hope I can't wait to hear about something really dope in the future. Yeah, man. Blessings, on blessings, on blessings, man. Yeah, yeah That's man. Right. rain off this joint. Yeah, man. Uh, was it for me? I would say definitely agree with y'all, man. Just waking up every day, um, and being greeted by people uh, who love me and, and who I love. Um, on top of that, uh, I got this big opportunity as well. Um, that will hopefully be uh, closing out this week and will be legit. Um, and it. Like, you know, this past year has been the year that I've done more music for video games than I've done in my entire career. 
And it looks like uh, this opportunity will lead to me doing this like far more consistently than I've done it in the last uh, eight to nine months, which uh, is mega crazy. Stand. Yeah, it's a mega stand. <laughs> mega stand. <laughs> that, that sound like a project, bro. Hey, <laughs> hey it does. I call yeah. you, brother. <laughs> hey, let's talk. You know. Let's, let's hey, talk. And speaking of projects, last thing, we do have a collab. We have several collabs um, out, but uh, the most recent one is a tribute uh, to the Bond franchise. Uh, the song is called The Name Is. Uh, it's about to hit uh, 10,000 streams, actually, just mm -hmm. on Spotify. So it's doing pretty well um, right now uh, since it just came out. So definitely check that out. Shout out to all the homies on that, Mason Lieberman. Uh, Omega Sparks, uh, Zed Tabani, who else? Help me out. Uh, Donna Burke uh, as well. Uh, Richie Branson. Yes, Richie Branson, um, homie. Kokai, yes, Grammy Kokai. nominee, Kokai. Yeah. yeah, man, so many dope folks, but definitely check that song out as well. And uh, and we done for real, for real, all right? So <laughs> everybody have a great night, man. Ram, once again, thank you. Fellas, I love y'all, man. Y'all be good, good, man. Hey, appreciate y'all. Peace, yeah, Ram. All right. Peace.